Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a family-friendly tabletop RPG podcast. Let's meet our players. Hello, I'm Daniel. Hi, I'm Grant. Hi, I'm Peter. Hi, I'm Greg. Hey, I'm Shanine. Hi, I'm Andrea. What's up? I'm Ben. We hope you enjoy our show. Welcome back to City on the Hill Gaming. I am your narrator, Ryan, and we are back, and it is session one of season four, and it's time. Duel. Wait, I'm mixing games. Sorry. Um. Uh. Yeah. It's 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 time for what we do. I don't. It's a lot of things. We do I mean, a lot of this things. This mostly. It's mostly this. He's not wrong. Yeah. Um. If you listen to sound check, it was mostly a lot of this, and also some very educational content. Some more of this, really, and also a lot more of this. Um. It's who we are, and I won't apologize too often. But. Um. <laughs> Maybe occasionally, but that's fine. Uh, okay, so yeah, so it's session one of season four, so how we should start every new campaign-ish is by introducing the players and their characters, and by that I mean letting them introduce themselves. So, G- Greg, say hi to the nice people and tell them about your character. Hello, I am Brother Brock Venton, the, I forgot my race, gnome, adept, or monk for level up. Uh, yes, we are playing Level Up Advanced Fifth Edition, which is, um, to put it in a really oddly blatant way, it is what Pathfinder is to three and a half Dungeons and Dragons to some extent, um, and partially yeah, made although by it's Peter. a different company. Yeah, also a yes. different company. Yes, <laughs> and partially made by Peter, and a lot of cool people over at Ian Publishing. Thank you to Ian Publishing for all their help. Um, Peter, you said nice words. <laughs> Introduce your character. Um, okay, so I am playing uh, Montague. He is a tabaxi herald slash rogue. Uh, and all you need to do to picture Montague is just imagine a palace cat, but humanoid. All the floof. Much floof. And if, by the way, if you are not familiar with palace cat, P-A-L-L-A-S, cat, go look it up on YouTube. You're welcome. They are adorable. Much Sadly, floof, they have wild. very weak immune systems and uh, are not really suitable for keeping as domestic pets. But they are super cute. So very cute. Um. Oh, and explain to the fine people what a herald is. Ah, uh, yes. Um. Okay. So three of the classes in uh, Level Up are renamed from their corresponding classes in Five E. So the monk is now the adept. The Barbarian is now the Berserker, and the Paladin is now the Herald. And these names exist to kind of give more design space for different types of characters beyond kind of the narrow constraints. So a Paladin um, becoming a Herald, now we don't have to stick to that kind of heavily armored Charlemagne's Knights thing. You can do a whole bunch of other kind of um, martial champions of causes or um, holiness or that sort of thing. Uh, adepts can now be different types of highly athletic characters instead of just your stereotypical wuxia, um, like uh, kung fu monk kind of character, etc. So, okay, that's what's going on there. Excellent, Shanine, Tell me of Locke. All right, I am playing Locke, a plain touch, deepborn, exalted sorcerer, um, very curious and into adventure. And she gets a tiny glimpse of that in her life as a trader and traveling around the surrounding areas where she lives, 
do and trade things. Trade all the things. Now I need to go to a card store and trade some Magic the Gathering cards. Um, did uh, Daniel? Yes, I am playing Jock, uh, who is uh, actually multi-class. He is a Berserker Bard, because why not? Um, bard Zerker? Yes, Bard Zerker. My love for you is like a large caravan, Bard Zerker. Um, um, he just be a beard. It's just, well, uh, I mean, he is a dwarf. So beard also works. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll actually want to go into description a little bit. Um, I cut my teeth on RPGs by playing uh, MUDs, so I'm, I'm going to do this old school. Before you stands a dwarf of average height, about four feet, with straight black hair and a thick black beard that hangs off of his face i didn't pre-write this uh his clothes are very simple uh but i have one thing in common they're all colored black slung across his back is a rather unusual looking great axe that appears to have the regular great axe on one side but if you turn it around it appears that there's some sort of musical instrument attached along the length of it Okay, then. Uh, I'm intrigued. So, this is... Yeah, this is Jock. He is going to be the Berserker Bard, and he will be playing some sort of electric guitar, but you'll have to imagine within the realms of your mind, because I have kids next door to this room that are adjacent, and I'm not going to plug anything into an amplifier and wake them up. That's appreciated. Also, I can, I can see the scrolling ANSI text. Thank you. Flashbacks. I would like to point out that I go through the the trouble of color coordinating things. So when I mention like the the like musical instrument, it's in like electric blue, and then it goes back to the regular like white font. And then when it's like closed of all black, it's in like the gray font, but not too dark because then you yep. can't read it. <laughs> I put I put in the work. Out of respect. Um, ben. I'm Ben, and I am playing Cork, the orc. Uh, Cork <laughs> is a cleric healer who has taken a vow of pacifism, um, and through much study and uh, internet researching, that's a very broad topic. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, I thought you meant much study and, and internet research for him, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> hold on. Um, so yeah, so whatever you think pacifism is, hold on to your hats. Um. Yeah. Uh, now I'm cleric healer. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's. It's fine, Ryan. We'll just start you off with some yeah, Thomas Aquinas and think... let you brush up from there. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you need to be too concerned about pacifism, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. don't at me when I actually like fight a squirrel. <laughs> a squirrel. <laughs> Now it's, hang on. It's technically a swarm. If we're being swarm clear. of squirrels. Um, as long as you're, as long as you know that there's the druid out there somewhere, somewhere controlling the swarm of squirrels. That's also nuts. A, and he's also a squirrel. Exactly. That's how he controls them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, 
With this would all... make more sense. Yeah, I was gonna say with all eighty of you else have listened to this. Uh, let's uh, let's abandon now. We're just gonna abandon ship and keep. Pull up! On. Pull up! Shout We're out to the, pull shout up. out to the blank scenario podcast. Um, yes. Push the little red button. Let's let's go from the from the potato candy network. Go check them out. Um, and Grant. Right. So I am playing talks. Thor. Uh, short for a lot of talks are uh who's a uh, crystalline dragonborn uh try to remember all the details here uh yep also just a little bit of a wizard uh crystal uh kind of purpley crystal horns and other spiky pointy bits otherwise rather sleek a uh, bit aquatic in appearance not uh non-binary um, so they, them pronouns for, for talks and definitely not, you know, well, I mean, first off, they're a sailor. That's, I mean, that just goes without saying and definitely not working for, uh, an underground dragon with tremendous psychic powers and a whole, uh, civilization bent to their whim. I don't know why you'd even suggest such a thing. How dare you? That, that's, that's slander. ridiculous. Not something I've written down in a notebook five feet from me. Doesn't sound like a thing that would happen at all. No. Mm-hmm. T- take that back. Mm-hmm. No, we'll cut it from the recording. Didn't happen. Um, also, thank you uh, for two thank things. You. One, whatever that phrase was that you said about being only sort of a little bit of wizard. There's so much to unpack with <laughs> yeah. that, and I love it. Um, and also, for giving me a shortened version, because I don't think I can say their name. Yeah, well, it's talks. No, I mean like the full version. I don't think I'm actually capable of that. Thalata Toxar? Thalata Toxar. I was look, really impressed that you did one. it so quickly. Thalata Toxar. Just for my I mean, he's his okay. player character. He can practice as much as he wants. He is the one <laughs> who determines prob- how it's pronounced. I'm wondering if yeah. I should replace the leading TH with a thorn just to make it worse for Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was silently nodding in agreement. What happened? What did, um, what yes, did good. Ryan do to you again? <laughs> Ryan is a delightful person. I think Why I'm would simply, you do that? I'm pretty sure it's simply because I'm willing, and <laughs> therefore things happen. Look, uh, if he's not going to pronounce it anyway, there's really no reason not to have unpronounceable, uh, you know, characters outside the standard 26 letters. Okay, you you do Truth. make a valid point there. <laughs> and I mean, look, if if half the rest of the party is going to have names that all somewhat rhyme together. Grant's allowed to do what he pleases. Um, and then we're going to give I them a name like that I rhymes. I feel I missed some kind of memo when I named my character Montague. There was a joking discussion that became reality for some reason, and I don't really know what happened or where I lost control, but I think it was roughly when you guys created characters. Um, none of it was uh, on that purpose. Happens. Mm-hmm. None of it was on purpose no, either. We all like independently people. came in with this. Which yeah, is, which is I... how you get Brock, Locke, and Jock. Yeah, Brock, Lock, Jock, Cork, Tox, Tox. Mont. Yeah. No, this, Mont. this is going to be Montague. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be such a smoothly run campaign. It's going to be great. Those no are words <laughs> that yeah, could form a sentence. There won't be a cases. shred of confusion in this whole Zero. thing. It'll be fine. Don't know why you those even listening at home, start a notepad now so you remember who is who. Eventually, we'll spell some of them for you. Maybe not correctly. Andrea, <laughs> your turn. Yeah. Um, I am the non-rhyming character, Tansy. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I tried. There just I couldn't couldn't make it work. Um, 
Chance he's an elf. Non rhyming fist druid. bump. <laughs> <laughs> she's an elf and a druid. Um, and the best description of her is if you just picture like female Buddy the Elf, only instead of what's your favorite color, it's what's your favorite plant. Um, and then her most like distinctive feature is like the entire left side of her body is covered in tattoos. So otherwise, she just kind of looks like any other elf. You love to see it. Um, I mean, you visually can. If there's a picture that I think is on your Twitter, is it on your Twitter? Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. can literally go see that. Um, because because Andrea drew herself. Sure, that's on relatively correct. Um, okay. Um, I've actually lost track of what I was doing. Uh, we're we? starting Intro. the campaign. Right, that thing. <laughs> Campaign, campaigned. I have notes for this. Okay, good. Here we go. It's the French call it Campagne. Campagne. Good. Love it. Isn't um, it a quarter Campagne with cheese? Only from the Campagne region of France. And I have truly lost it. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> so, um, I'm going Default, to you put me in just the together. rest of us have. It's probably true. Keep up, um, Ryan. <laughs> so, so for the listeners, I am going to now spend a short amount of time recapping. Recapping? What? <laughs> I said it so fluidly too. To like the recapping. I was just gonna roll with it. Yeah, that's fine. The recapping mobile. We'll yeah, take let's, a... let's just roll with it. We've we've probably have miles to go. <laughs> Quite literally. Um, okay. So uh, I will do a brief recap of session point five, or whatever I called it, the introductory section where they were level zero-ish characters. So, so essentially, uh, the seven players uh, came together at an adventurer's training camp, uh, basically where you come together and finish your training to become a certified adventurer. Uh, and they named themselves the Sage Seven. Um, there, there's a banner. I'll put it on Twitter at some point if I haven't already. Uh, one of our one of our listeners actually drew a banner for them. That was pretty sweet, actually. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And they completed their training. They went and investigated a mage's tower full of uh, slightly aggressive clockwork creatures. Um, they tried to put some of them back together and keep them, but that seems like it's bad for everybody, so hopefully that doesn't happen. And uh, then they uh, cleared the whole tower and came back to base camp, were given their graduation certificates, and sent out on their way to become adventurers. We have now fast-forwarded three years into the future and uh you guys are just kind of all out adventuring <laughs> bless oh, you excuse me um and you have been adventuring for three-ish years and you are now uh out of character level three um you could be adventuring as a group you could all be adventuring separately um actually you guys tell me with zero warning um where who you're adventuring with currently it could not even be members of the party if you want to just make up people who who have you been most recently adventuring with uh, uh so yes I'm, I'm just gonna jump in so uh Go jock has kind of been well doing the like wandering troubadour bard thing and just like generally wandering around, playing music, occasionally getting angry and smashing things because, you know, berserker. Right. Uh, 
but I think once or twice, um, maybe uh, like picked up on the fact that you know talks does you know like transport stuff on ships because they're a sailor of some sort. So I probably bummed a ride with him a couple times, you know, to make it to a show. Such as is necessary. Um, ben, what is uh, the orc? Cork the orc. What has Cork been up to? Cork has been spending a lot of time uh, at local um, religious buildings and institutions um, learning more about himself and spreading the love of tranquility and uh, peaceful argument uh, resolution. I need uh, Cork to spend some time spreading that on Twitter if possible. Don't at me. Um, (laughs) Greg, where might one find Brother Brock? Uh, He returned to his monastery where he has continued his physical training as well as his mental training for the past three years. Not so much going out and adventuring as he was still quite young in the initial mission three years ago, but it is getting close to adulthood for him so he can go out and truly start adventuring and exploring and not just within the confines of the monastery mostly spent in the library okay uh peter where might one find montague uh montague has been um he found like a community that um could use his skills as both an investigator and a little bit of a protector and has been kind of like mother henning this community for the past several years. Like you do. Um, yeah. He's okay. he's like, to, to call him a, a protector, like, implies more um, forcefulness and violence than is going on, really. Like, he's just this big, gentle, like, kind-hearted thing, like um he'll like if somebody is having a rough week he will just show up with dinner or that sort of thing he's just big old sweetheart basically so like less a johnny vengeant and more a johnny unyielding (laughs) and that was mostly just for Uh, sure yeah sorry a (laughs) johnny's a magic the gathering planeswalker who is a a a giant ball of floof kitty and sometimes vengeance floof and vengeance but mostly floof. Yeah, not much mostly vengeance floof. in Montague. Mostly floof. Mostly floof. Almost um, entirely floof, actually. 97.5% <sighs> floof, 2.5% Montague. Um, Shanine, tell me of Locke's journey. All right. Locke mostly went back to uh, trading, um, but her boss really likes her, so she gets to take a lot of time off for adventuring, or at the very least, mix business with pleasure. And when she is adventuring, she is doing it with her best friend, Tansy, who she met out in the forest the night that Locke discovered her powers um, before our training camp happened. Okay, love it. Um, So I guess that semi answers my next question, but where would I find Tansy right now? (laughs) Yep, 
hanging with Locke. <laughs> doing doing the trading and adventuring thing. Yep. Love it. And when she has spare time, just finding all the plants. All the plants. Actual, I guess adventuring does give you opportunities to find more plants. All the plants. Okay. Love it. I'm, hmm. I'm going to use that later. Um, so, wherever you guys happen to be, uh, in about the middle of the afternoon, a large winged creature um, begins to descend from the sky. Uh, it sort of looks like a pelican, but a pelican kind of with arms and feet less flippery, more like like a pelican, but also a griffin. Like if a griffin was a pelican and had sh and had sharp teeth. Yeah, that's all of it. Like griffin. Yes. Like if a griffin was a pelican that had sharp teeth. Um, and it descends from the sky as regally as whatever I just said sort of could. Um, and you notice as it gets a little closer, it is wearing uh, a harness and has... A cape is the wrong word. Uh, there are definitely large bright colored piece of cloth, piece, pieces of cloth trailing from behind it that are... Um, bright and bear the insignia of something that looks sort of roughly like that across a blight blight across a blight background a bright blue background there we go um and on top of the creature there is actually a, a person uh in sort of a, like a an out like a writer's outfit with goggles uh that is strapped to the top of the great creature and uh each of you actually well i guess that wouldn't make sense you wouldn't know that. Um, so that rider dismounts, hops off, and walks over to you. Um, and we'll use Cork as an example. Um, you, Cork. Cork, yes. All right, good. Uh, hold on. He walks back over to the creature, opens a satchel on the side, pulls a small chest out, and walks over and hands it to you. Here you go. And then he hands you a notepad with a line drawn on and points at it. Sign there. Hey, cork writes cork. Good just enough for like, me. No, no fancy, just block letters. All right, have a good day. And he just walks back over, mounts back up, and flies off. This happens to each of you. Um, he hands you a small chest, has you sign for it, and leaves. Uh, what, what do you do with the small chest? Since I suppose I can't actually force you to open it. Um, Montague will take his and like hold it up and examine it very closely. Just uh, before he is going to open it eventually, I should say. But like he will examine like the construction of it for anything that looks like um, false bottoms or like hidden compartments or anything. And kind of just turns it over. He's got this very inquisitive mind. So he's um, kind of like trying to suss out like any secrets that this chest has before he does the obvious thing and opens it there there is a simple opening area like simple opening uh there's not it's not even locked you can just kind of pop it open uh but before you do you do know that there is a small mechanical i won't say ticking noise because that you know sounds bad um there's a small mechanical noise coming from the inside that appears to be sounds like it's moving around uh. <clears throat> okay um 
he will walk to an area where he's not like he's got some open space around him. Okay. Because he remembers the thing with those clockwork things back in the tower a few years ago. Okay, sure. And um, the things that blew up. Yeah, just kind of mm-hmm. gradually opens mm-hmm. it and sees if he can see in um, with it just cracked a little bit now that he's letting a bit of light in. Uh, you see what look like several pieces of paper and a small satchel, and there's definitely something moving inside. <clears throat> okay. Um, he will lean closer to it and uh, actually talk to the box. He's like, hello? Uh, you mostly just hear a small chittering noise from the inside. Uh, okay. Like he a mechan- will, mechanical um, chittering noise. He will cautiously open the box the rest of the way. Uh, so you see a couple pieces of paper. Uh, like I said, a small little satchel that appears to have some gold in it. Um, a small little mechanical creature that appears to be kind of... If you think of like... like you remember those like little like wind-up toys? They, like You wind it up, set it down, and then sure. it like hops around the table? Um, one of those and a bracelet and both the little mechanical creature and the bracelet look like they're made from very similar uh, mechanical clockwork pieces to the things you saw on the tower okay <clears throat> and, and it just keeps skittering around inside the box all right so he'll uh, he'll kind of lean closer to it and be like you're not going to explode on me are you <laughs> Chitter, 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 chitter. Okay, he will he will stretch out like one of his very big floofy paws, claws retracted, and gently like tap it and see if it reacts. I uh, know it just keeps kind of waddling around inside the box. Okay. Um... At the moment, then, he will just leave that be and uh, pull out the rest of the contents and examine those. Uh, So as each of you presumably open the chest, um, you find uh, a pouch with 50 gold in it, uh, two pieces of paper, and a map. Uh, The map has directions to... You you would swear the area looks very similar to where it's leading you to the adventuring camp, but you're almost positive this would be leading you to something a couple miles uh, further away, uh, but definitely the same area. Uh, the smallest piece of paper just has a one word written on it, uh, and it just says mechanized, and then there's a letter. And um, uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, just, just for a visual picture of what Jock does when he gets this package, First, the guy just delivers it to me. He's like, all right, man, I love fan mail. And then picks up the chest and like listens for a second and then just shakes it really hard like a kid at Christmas. Good, good. And then cracks it open and and was like, oh, man, this is from Mechanized. Mechanized is your biggest fan. Right on. Okay, continue. Uh, So, so (laughs) love it. Um. And despite the shaking, uh, the small creature does actually continue to move. Oh, sorry, little dude. Chitter, 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 chitter. I need to learn more sound effects. Um... <laughs> that's a weird noise for you to make. <laughs> chitter, chitter. That's correct. Um... 
<laughs> I'm gonna stop, or we'll keep going with this bit for much longer than we should. Um, so you guys each open. You mean the letter. like every bit we do, though? Look, just call me out next time directly. Rep- okay. Repetition <laughs> is funny. Repetition is funny. Repetition. All right, no, that's. If you keep doing it, it'll become funny again, though. That's true. Ooh, like repetition. Got him. Um, yes, I hear that's funny. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so as you open the letter, um, it's it's fairly short, um, and it is signed, and and I'll I'll tell you what it says in a second. But it's signed, um, Grell, which uh, Captain Grell was the man you served under at the training camp. He was sort of your instructor, uh, who made sure you got back and forth, got through all your day's lessons. Uh, this says Commander Grell. Uh, so it was, uh, I hope this letter finds each of you well, uh, wherever you are. Hopefully the the riders were able to make these deliveries to you. Uh, if you're free, hopefully you are. I need the help of, I can't believe I'm saying this, I need the help of the Sage Seven. Uh, so if you will, please come uh, to where the map directs you. Uh, use the password on the small piece of paper and they will let you in. Uh, we have a bit of an urgent issue uh, in this part of the world. And uh, for some reason, I think the seven of you might be the people who can take care of this for me. If you're, uh, if you're willing, if not uh, enjoy the 50 gold and the small mechanized creature. I made them and the bracelets out of the, uh, the parts of the stuff you brought back from the tower. Thought I'd repurpose it. So uh, enjoy. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. I truly could actually use your help. Here's Ryan hoping. That's roughly the voice I used last time. Um, (laughs) Sure. If not, he's aged slightly, and that's why his voice changed. It's fine. Okay. So the seven of you have received your care packages um, and airfare and uh, all expenses paid accommodations. Uh, What do I I say hoping you all show up? I, I assume that there's a sort of montage of all of us heading that way. Probably three or four of us arrive via whatever ship Tox is piloting, or not even piloting, but crewing on. We just all okay. sort of okay. montage our way over there. Yeah, that's pretty uh, much what I was picturing, too. <laughs> uh, GM, I do that. GM appreciates that. That's un- uh, Unless anyone has anything other flavor-wise to add. Okay, uh, let, let me put it to you this way, um, Ryan. Ooh, plot thread. I'm a cat. I pull on threads. Perfection. Um, <laughs> approved. Yeah. Yep. If, there's, if, if anyone else has anything uh, interesting aside from that they'd like to do, now's the time. Otherwise, yes, that all happens. You'll love to see it. And Grant, um, if I can find the list real quickly... Um, uh, your ship is called the Ivory Fang. Excellent. And you have been, uh, Tox has been the main pilot of the Ivory Fang for two years now. Um, okay, so yes, uh, you all arrive by Ivory Fang or otherwise um, to what looks like a rather small stone building, kind of out in the woods, um, and there are two elves standing outside, um, certainly in uniform, 
but not in a series of colors or insignias that you're familiar with. Um, and as you walk up, they each, uh, basically, as each of you walks up, they just kind of look at you and wait. Like an id. Oh, right. So, uh, oh, uh, yeah, my fan, Mechanized, sent me. Uh, they look at Jock weird, but there's like a, there's a short conference of, he did say the word. Yeah, but what was he talking? He said the word. That's all that matters. He said if he said the word, it was fine. Yeah, Look, right, they ahead. even signed it right here on this piece of paper. Everyone, do you see that they signed this? He has fans. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay, go go in. Jock's a lot of things. Subtlety that's not one of his skill sets. I want Jock to know that he should feel seen uh, by me personally. Um, <laughs> samesies, man. Big samesies. Uh, okay. Uh, so presumably each of you show up in some fashion, possibly together uh, with thanks to talks, um, are allowed in with some version of that password or whatever that was. Um, that was quite amusing, actually. And uh, you are actually led into a room that is about the size of the entire building you saw from the outside. Um, and in the middle of it, there's a bunch of crates and barrels and boxes and stuff. Um, and then in the middle is actually a staircase um, that appears to go down for quite some distance. Uh, so presumably you guys follow the staircase down. Uh, the guards at the front actually point you that direction. And you walk down for what feels like entirely too long uh it ultimately ends up being you probably walk for a good five minutes just more or less down those with comfort with the concept you're fairly certain you're 50 to 100 feet underground now uh, and finally there's a very small landing and then there's a door as a as a point of fact if we get to a door like uh, if anyone was even thinking about being sneaky or stealthy, Jock's immediately going to knock on the door. Montague is like leaning towards it, like with one of his ears to listen at it, and Jock like just bowls him out of the way. Then, yeah, it's, it's just like, oh wait, hang on, I know what to do. Oh dear, gong 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 gong, <laughs> and he just like catches the wall with his claws and looks at Jock like, "What did you do? <laughs> What's the door, man? Just knock." They asked us to come here. Why did you check it first? I mean, what do you check it for? What's the worst that could happen, man? They're not going to trap it. Well, yes, but it could have interesting mechanisms or something. Here, I'll toss them in my box. Play with that. I have one of my own. Oh, why does he well, then give it back? One? Okay, he hands it back. <laughs> and now let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the City on the Hill Gaming Network. Um, okay. So, Montague is looking at the freshly knocked on door with a, a look of like forlorn disappointment. <laughs> uh, there's a slight pause, and from the inside, you hear someone say, Come in. Right on. Okay. See? <laughs> and, then, and then, see, this always works. And then Jock just opens the door. Of course it's Jock. Okay. Yeah, get in here. You actually not. What's up, bro, Chacho? 
Sorry, uh, Commander Brochacho? Better. <laughs> Commander Brochacho. Sounds like a video game character from... Oh, what was that series? That, that um, is that is absolutely the, from the like a Final is, Fantasy knockoff from the mid nineties. No, no, that's definitely uh, a side-scrolling beat 'em up yeah. character right there. Mm-hmm. The oh, thing okay, that was yeah. like a parody of like all the eighties action movies. What was the that game called? Metal Slug? No, um, Double Dragon. No, it was like a it was like a purposefully Streets of Rage, Final Fight. Streets we can keep rage, going. Yeah. There were a lot of these. No, this one was like a shooter also, and it was like purposefully corny and had like Sylvester Contra? Stallone in it. Is it Contra? Because if it's not Contra, then it's Metal Slug. <laughs> no, this one's only like five years old. Oh, Star Heroes. Uh, Bra- uh, not Brahalla. Brahalla. Um, yes, thank you. That's oh, was Brahalla. Yeah, Brahalla. I, I, I was thinking the bro one where it's all the. The, the the shoot yeah no Brahal is the fighter uh okay maybe, maybe bro force bro force yeah yeah that's the one I wanted bro force that sounds like a bro that was a long road to get there good job guys you remembered the thing I couldn't okay um eventually with my eyes closed I don't okay that's not important um <laughs> uh, he basically ushers for each of you to come in and sit down uh you are in a large uh, conference room big table. Uh, made of solid, uh, dark, blue-colored stone. Um, very comfy chairs. And there are about seven or eight other people in the room uh, that aren't the seven of you. Uh, and he, he ushers each of you in. All right, all right, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Good. Uh, Montague settles into his very comfy chair and, like, curls up a little bit and, like, his eyes close partially and you are pretty sure you have never seen a creature this comfortable in his your entire life. <laughs> Am I still sure he's not asleep? Yes, because he's okay. moving a little bit. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> good, good. As long as he's uh, conscious. That's what matters. Um, so the seven of you file in, sit down. Montague curls up into a small ball, which seems unlikely considering how tall he is, but, you know, cats. Um, yeah, oh, it's a very large ball. It's just well, a ball. <laughs> ball of fur and vengeance without the vengeance um <laughs> right yes. okay uh that's that's actually all seven of you you all seven actually showed up huh yes good that's good i know i sound well, a bit you know. sarcastic in the letter but i do actually think you're the only people who can handle this well so. you know anything for a fan fan okay we're gonna move on um Right, so uh, uh, introductions, I guess. Um, everyone who's not the Sage Seven, this is the Sage Seven: uh, Montague, Brock, Cork, Locke, Jock. Woo-hoo! Oh, you guys, Tansy, and Tox. Um, they're one of actually my better training classes. Yeah, I'm surprisingly proud of them. He doesn't sound proud, but you don't think he ever sounds like that ever so just assume it's praise even if it just sounds like everything else he says um it's one of those voices right so uh introductions for everyone that's not the sage seven um he points oh wait where's okay there we go um he points to his left uh to oh i'm looking at my list and i've lost my way where is it okay uh, he pointed a rather 
rather large elf, like an unnecessarily large elf, an unnecessarily large elf wearing jorts. Um, this is Felix Chena. He is uh, the master at arms of the Night Hammer. Uh, and then uh, let's see over here, we have uh, Naeth uh, Valeve. She is the captain of the Night Hammer, and that would be Nicola Dane. Uh, the ship's mage of the Night Hammer. And then on my right, uh, this older gentleman, uh, that would be Magi Radden. He's sort of the local historian slash chief mage slash guy who knows more things than I do, who I ask a lot of questions of. And then uh, at the far end, and at the far end you look and you see someone who's actually the only person in the room who's not sitting. They are leaning against the wall in the corner, uh, arms across their chest. Uh, that is uh, the representative from the Wings Guard. That is Narel. Uh, she doesn't sit down very often. Too much time in the air, I guess. Right. Ryan, let me interrupt you here real quick. Yes. Uh, one of Tox's features, because of their sailor background... Okay. They can, uh, is sea salt. They can recognize large ships by sight and name. Okay. Uh, and make a history or culture check to recall Captain Allegiance, or I suppose potentially other information if you're cool with that. Sure. Um, so what do I know about this ship? Uh, so the Night Hammer is a part of the, uh, there, there's a, there's a force you're familiar with. You see them at sea when talks is at sea at other times that is called the planar exploration navy it's a fleet of a half dozen ships that make the rounds um just around the realm literally the entire plane uh if there is water they are sailing there and they just kind of are constantly exploring looking at new regions figuring out if anything's changed kind of keeping track of everything that's going on uh the night hammer is the oldest ship in that fleet it has been sailing for around 70 or 80 years, if, if your memory serves you. And um, it is a ship known for sailing the Northern Sea. And one that is often, if an expedition is out for a long time, longer than would be common, it is more than likely the Night Hammer that is on that expedition. Uh, they are also home to a small contingent of the group I referenced earlier on the giant flying creatures called the Wings Guard. A small number of the Wings Guard make their home on the ship. There's actually a, like, launching pad's the wrong word, but there's a small takeoff area for the creatures on the ship. Uh, and you have heard of the captain. Uh, Naeth is uh, well-known in the area uh, for her expeditions that she leads. Most right. don't call her Naeth. Most call her the hunter. Neat. Right. Uh, very important question. Okay. Um, uh, you said they were part of like the 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 what is it? Planar exploration navy. Yes. So so are they ships or are they planes? Yes. They're technically um, aircraft carriers, I suppose, essentially. Right. Um, on. In that so they like are ships, ships with planes. planes on them, but planes that are birds. Whoa. With arms. Yeah. Bird, birds out. with arms. More or less, yes. They do go far out. Very good. <laughs> I don't get to get you often, so I'm going to take my opportunities, okay? This is how we do things here. Um, so after he introduces everybody, 
Um, Ryan deserves that applause. I rarely, I rarely get those opportunities. Okay. Um, so he walks over to a large map that we'll say, due to your travels, we'll go with Tox, Locke, and Jock. Um, oh, I did so, it to myself. I thought, I thought for a second you were going to say <laughs> Tox, Locke, and Barrel. <laughs> Look, one of you made a choice not to name yourself that. That was your choice. Um, there was an opportunity there, actually, and it would have been really entertaining for about the first two times I said it. Um, so you see this giant map, and this is clearly a map of the entire plane. And Tox, you're very familiar with this map. Tox looks at a map like this daily. Um, is it kind of a standardized map then? Something yes. That... Very. Okay. There's a very standard sailing and navigating nap. Nap? There's a very standard nap time um, on this plane, and there's a very standard map for sailors and traders. Thanks for listening to City on a Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us on Twitter at City on a Hill Game, on Instagram at City on a Hill Gaming, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash City on a Hill Gaming, or wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for City on a Hill Gaming. If you want to hear more from the Saving the Game folks, you can find their backlog of episodes at stgcast.org. Thanks as always to our Patreon backers, Stephanie, Ryan, Brian, Doug, JD, Andrew, Christina, Ashley, Joanne, and Tony. We really appreciate everything you guys do to support the show. Thanks for listening, and have a blessed day. Soundcheck time, Daniel. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chemistry 201. Today, we're going to be talking about redox reactions. Well, it's actually a misnomer because a reduction reaction actually gains electrons. You can remember this from the mnemonic <laughs> oil rig, where oxidation is loss and reduction is gain now if you'll turn please to page 275 of your books i thought you were quoting cameron from loading ready run for a minute now i'm not sure what that was uh, those were redox reactions ryan pay attention it's gonna be on the quiz dang it! i forget to take notes okay uh grant The typical mech stands 10 to 12 meters tall. Vaguely humanoid, it is an armored giant of myth and legend come to life. The lightest weigh 20 tons, the heaviest 75 tons or more. Even the smallest mech bristles with lasers, particle cannons, long and short range missile launchers, autocannon, or machine guns, which makes it striding, thundering death for any unarmored army silly enough to stand and fight. That's the back of the new, and by new I mean new to me, 1986 version Ooh. of Mech Warrior. Uh, that I picked yes. up along with a stack as tall as uh, my hip of RPG books, including like all of the uh, story, uh, the LARP uh, rules, Mind's Eye Theater rules for uh, all the White Wolf games, a huge amount of Warhammer and War Machine, all this sort of stuff. My brother-in-law uh, was giving away duplicates and stuff he didn't want. Wow. I wish you oh could have boy. seen nice. me because I, I have my camera off. I wish you could have seen me when you started that sentence and like you said you said something mech warrior and I just literally sat up straight and I'm like wait what now? <laughs> where? Where? Yep. Where? 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 <laughs> I started clapping, daydreaming about <laughs> about piloting Sandrock like yep. Good now times. I just want to play, now I just want to play Overwatch. Um, I grew up bleeding Battletech. Nice. Excellent. You should probably have gotten that looked at. 
Yeah. Also got the uh, the City Tech book. Yes. So that's kind of neat. Do I sense a city on a hill one shot coming up? Well, <laughs> there city is. Tech on a hill. Here's the thing. Peter and I met through the Fear the Boot forums. And Fear the Boot is a long-running RPG podcast, still going. Um, not always safe for work. I'm not, like, unless you've got a, 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 a handle on, like, crudity, maybe don't, you know, maybe give it a pass. I, I love it. They're good people, but just FYI. But the guys, one of the, you know, kind of got their start with Battletech. Uh, one of the guys actually wrote a bunch of Battletech stuff and worked for FASA back in the day. Ooh. So, uh, you know, and I mean back in the day, but it's neat stuff. So uh, it's got a little special place in my heart because it's indirectly responsible for saving the game. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Which is indirectly. Yeah, we also know Jenny through that same community. <laughs> yep. I was going to say, which so is all in, three indirectly... of our long-term hosts came out of there. And that's indirectly responsible for like half of Sydney on a Hill. So that not nothing. Actually, four... Wait, one, two, three, four, five, five sevens of this season. What I'm hearing <laughs> is that we owe it to ourselves right. yes. to have a, a Robotech one shot. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, that's Battletech. Well, well, let's be clear Robotech or Battletech? Because one of those is Palladium. Uh, I've, I've been led to believe by you that yeah, I don't Robotech is do Palladium. That. And no, you don't. <laughs> Wait, palladium is really not a functional rule system, it's just not. Yeah, like, I do. their alignment's cool, but that's about it. I also, if you have the ability for the crude, I would also then suggest make a dumb cast. It will, you will love it, but it will turn you off palladium forever. Yes, sadly, they are going off the air. Really? Yes. Um, time issues, and I think some personal issues. There was a Patreon oh. post about it. Oh. I was going to say, did he finish all of the content? <laughs> no, sadly, no. Uh, anyway, ben. so we were, yeah, we were doing a sound check. Oh, yeah, minor details. This is all part of it. This is what the, <laughs> not, this is why we have Patreon backers. I'm pretty sure it's not the game. I'm pretty sure it's just the sound check, which I'm not mad at. That's fine. They come for what they come for. Ben, go nuts. It began on a yummy summer eve. It was the most clean air traffic controller around. He was the most helpful solicitor. He was my nephew, my helpful nephew, my solicitor. That's as far as I'm reading. I originally thought you were just going to say those like first four words and then stop, which I thought was a really interesting choice. Um, uh, that now is, I'm not sure what that is. Um, that is songlyricgenerator.org.uk. If you remember Mad Libs, okay. this website will create entire songs for you. Just out of... It's, it's, it's as ridiculous as Mad Libs. But, and then it gives you the whole, it creates an entire song and you can set it on varying uh, levels of creativity. Whoever, like whatever genre you want. Uh, okay. I did ballad. Um, uh, yeah, there's any genre. And I believe you can even go uh, rapper's names. Uh, you can pick the actual artists to try to emulate the artist. That sounds like yeah. something's going to be on a Weird Al album at some point, and then I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's. Um, I just, I literally let it pick everything and said go. I'm here for it. Greg, sound checky. 
Did you know today's potatoes are grown in all 50 states of the USA and in about 125 countries throughout the world? The sweet potato belongs to the same family as morning glories, while the white potato belongs to the same group as tomatoes, tobacco, chili pepper, eggplant, and the petunia. The potato is about 80% water and 20% solids. An eight ounce baked or boiled potato has only about 100 calories. The average American eats about 124 pounds of potatoes per year, while Germans eat about twice as much. In 1974, an Englishman named Eric Jenkins grew 370 pounds of potatoes from one plant. Thomas Jefferson gets the credit for introducing french fries to America when he served them at a White House dinner. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the largest potato grown was seven pounds, one ounce by J. East, in 1953, and Jay Busby in 1982 of Great Britain. I thought you were going to say the average American eats 124 baked potatoes a year, and my thought was, I just need to get my numbers up, because I'm I'm not going to make yeah, break no even this year, man. I'm like, I'm like way short. My, I'm going to be on like two a day. rookie numbers here. Yeah, I'm going to be like on two a days to get ca caught up here. That's going to be a problem. Um, well, that, that, that about puts you on par with Germans then. Yeah. Um, Shanine. There was no reason yet to alarm anyone, he told himself, but still. Smokescreen, he whispered, you stay up here, clear the library at the first sign of trouble. Oscar glanced at him, and if he was annoyed to be excluded, it didn't show. Nodding, he stepped back into one of the rows of bookshelves, disappearing from view. Cronin led them to a door labeled staff only and spent a moment fishing around in his pockets for a key. Once he had opened the door, they descended a narrow staircase into the basement, where the air was mustier and thicker, permeated with the stench of molding paper. What is this from? I'm reading Renegades by Marissa Meyer. It's a YA superhero novel. Nice. Okay. Um, oddly thematically appropriate, in theory, for something in the future. Um, Peter... Go ahead. I have nothing exciting this time. Sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> Today was squirrely and not like a magic squirrel deck either. I was like, just not like in an squirrely. adorable chubby way. Or no, like a, no, just okay. in a, That's unfortunate. Yeah, just an annoying, crazy way. Oh, okay. Oh, that kind of squirrel. Okay, that's bad. Uh, Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> A fern is a member of a group of vascular plants, plants with xylem and phloem, that reproduce via spores and have neither seeds nor flowers. They differ from mosses and other bryophytes by being vascular, i.e. having specialized tissues that conduct water and nutrients and in having life cycles in which the branched sporophyte is the dominant phase. There you go. <laughs> We're quickly becoming a very educational podcast, and I'm here for it. Um, all right, and then um, I'm going to read a magic card that I'm going to play soon, and Daniel, I apologize, because um, I feel like ultimately you're probably going to be the one who has to deal with this problem. Yeah. I mean, um, opportunity. <clears throat> uh, Xanathar Guild Kingpin. Yes, Xanathar from Dungeons & Dragons. Why? <laughs> Yay! Uh, for a blue and a black, for a 5-6 Beholder, at the beginning of your upkeep, choose target opponent. Until end of turn, that player can't cast spells. You may look at the top card of their library anytime. You may play the top card of their library, and you may spend mana as though or mana of any color to cast their spells. Because your deck has nice cards in it, and I want to use them. I mean, um, 
let them see use. That's rude. <laughs> it's not even as good as Sin Triplets. I'm told it's fine. Yeah, that's that's a low bar. Really not is. as good as Sin Triplets. <laughs> it's not a good argument, if I'm being honest, but that's okay. <laughs>